0: Next on BYUSN, in anticipation of the first Big 12 schedule for the Cougars, what does the ideal one look like? Plus, a school
1: record for BYU hoops shooting the three last night, but is it sustainable?
0: Well, BYU plays Westminster every night. Perhaps, this is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, November 30th. I am Jerem Jordan, alongside a guy who stands next to Giants on the Reg, Jason Shepard. Everybody looks like giants standing next to me, don't they? They might be giants. Last night in the postgame, you're <laughs> we talking to Noah Waterman, and we got a. If you listen closely, you can hear the Shire theme. Okay. From. Uh,
2: okay. Uh, uh,
0: the, Ship of the Ring. All right. <laughs> Bilbo out here with uh, Gandalf.
2: Well,
0: look, as an average
1: uh, height person, someone who's six eleven. And look, I had. What's d- the average height? Whatever I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Five, nine. I agree, you're a very average person. Stop it, stop <laughs> it. No, but what, what made it worse was I had interviewed Mark Pope, yep. and then the very next person <laughs> was Noah Waterman. No I'm waters. like, really? We're just going to yes. keep putting the tallest people next to me?
0: Did you see later that Cosmo was jumping behind I did. Mark Pope? <laughs> Yeah. And try and be seen. Yeah, I, I saw that out so of the funny. corner
1: of my eye. I
0: saw somebody. I didn't realize it was Cosmo until we were done and I turned around. I was so distracted <laughs> in that moment. I was like, what is he saying? I'm just staring at Cosmo, yeah. jumping around. Yeah, all right. But it's all good. It Everyone is. One looks small compared to
1: those guys. You know what is also good? Today's show. Mm. And on today's show, Hinkley Ropati stops by. We'll talk about his season, looking ahead to the bowl game and the offseason. Also, should BYU hoops move their home court north? They do quite well at uh,
0: Vivint Arena, and the latest deep blue focuses on Gennaro Guilford. And here are today's headlines. Men's Hoops makes a school record 19 three-pointers. I think Shep even got two in last night oh, in a 100-70 win against Westminster in Vivint Arena at Salt Lake as seen on BYU TV and as heard on BYU Radio. Gideon George and Jackson Robinson led the way with 15 apiece. Jackson, what would you think, man? Sets it out to Dallin Hall. Back to Tanner for three-pointer number 19. And there it is. It's a new BYU program record for three-pointers in a single game, 19 threes. Jackson thinks Tanner Toulson making the three was good. The Cougars prepare for their first meeting ever with South Dakota Saturday. Pre-game on BYU TV and BYU Radio, 2.30 Eastern. After being released
1: by New York back in August, Kainakua, back with the Jets, signed to their practice squad. Congratulations to him.
0: Very nice. Two weeks ago, he was on the sideline uh, watching uh, Puka on scene, So there you go. Seven swimmers from the men and women's teams will compete in the U.S. Open Swimming Championships in Greensboro, North Carolina, today through Saturday.
1: Track and Field released their upcoming indoor schedule. They will open competition in Boston this Saturday, December 3rd at the
0: Sharon Collier Danville season opener. Throughout the records in that competition, all rise and shout, it's time for What's Trending. Sports are awesome. What's trending? Storming that field's gonna cost you a quarter of a mil. <laughs> is it that expensive I in the Big Twelve? I think it's two hundred fifty thousand. In the SEC, I think it's a hundred. So that uh, was two hundred fifty thousand in the Big Twelve. Well, no wonder there's a uh, fifty <laughs> mil on uh, TV money. What's trending is presented by Bodyguards Protection for a Life Worth Living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. The Big 12 football schedule for next year could come out soon, perhaps as soon as tomorrow, according to Dave McCann, referencing a conversation with BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo two weeks ago. So, Jason, what's your ideal Big 12 schedule for next season? We're not going like what we think it'll be. We're going with if we made it, yeah. what would it look like? I, I will say th-
1: there, there is a little bit of common sense in mind, but it certainly is still ideal. Really? <laughs> no. Okay. What I what I and here's the thing that I loved about this, you and I did not talk about this, so we did not know. And I think, no, I don't know what you've done. So I think it even actually even though it's in there, I've not yes, looked at it. it actually turns out we have the exact same first two. Okay, and, right, and talk to me. I, so Texas right out of the gate. Yeah. If you're gonna yeah. begin a new era in the Big Twelve, you want Texas, and I promise you the Big Twelve wants to send Texas to Provo for an eight fifteen kick.
0: Or so, <laughs> on the road at West Virginia. They, they yeah, want Bristancy. Texas and Oklahoma going on the
1: road, the most uncomfortable situation. So I'm taking Texas. Are we going the entire schedule or are we going to just go back and forth? You do yours then. Okay, all right. Yeah. So we'll start with Texas. Then I'm going to stay. you have Kansas coming into Provo for week two. So your first two games in the Big 12 you have at home. Then I think you're probably you're going to go with two of the new teams – Okay. For this season, so I've got you go at Houston, then you get your bye. The reason I put the bye there was because that would be after 6 weeks, that's right smack dab in the middle. That's where I'd love to have the bye week, that mm-hmm. way you you've, you've gone through half the season, get a bye week and then prepare for the stretch run. After the bye, and the reason you have the buy is because you're going to TCU the next week. Big 12 champs, Rob. Then West Virginia has to travel cross-country to come to Provo. Yep. Then you go, you get your one long trip. You go to Orlando for Central Florida. You go to at Iowa State because it seems like that's who BYU is being paired with in a lot of these things. We've seen this maybe in basketball, so maybe it will transfer into football as well. But you, you get on the road there, and then you finish the last two weeks at home with Oklahoma State, Texas Tech.
0: Who am I missing? No Sensi, Oklahoma, Baylor, one more.
1: Yeah, and I didn't do Baylor. Kansas State. Let's yeah, I one. didn't do Baylor because BYU's already faced Baylor twice, so I don't know if they would get Baylor a third time in a row. Mm. So I think maybe that's one of the teams that BYU won't face this year that you'll get next year.
0: Gotcha. So no Sensi, Oklahoma, Baylor, Kansas State. Correct. Okay. Here's what I go with. As you mentioned, Texas, first game, get the big brand in Provo. That'd be awesome. Taysom Hill, if he has a bye week with the Saints, he runs out the alumni flag for sure. Nice. Kansas, week two, formerly the cupcake, the doormat of the league. Now a respectable team that went 6-6 six and six in the regular season. I go at Houston in week three. I want Oklahoma in Provo as well. Again, I don't think this is what the league's going to do, but I would love Texas and Oklahoma in Provo. Our first Provo. three games are the same. Exact same. There you go. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma, I want the Sooners. BYU's had success against Oklahoma. 09-94. At TCU, what's up? Old whack in Mountain West foe uh, in week five, just second road game. Buy after that game because, yes, you've played eight in a row, but I just want to be strong down the last stretch, uh, likely in November. Buy week in late October. November, you go Oklahoma State. You go at Baylor. I'd like to continue with Baylor. I love that matchup. I think it's a uh, a good one. If there's uh, any sort of natural rivalry, it's either TCU or Baylor already. I think, although there haven't been there hasn't been vitriol to create a rivalry. I just think it's a good quality competitive game. Texas Tech at home to end, um, and then uh, at UCF. I choose at UCF because I want a good weather game in November. Just ensure I don't want to play in Provo uh, too much in November. So I got two home games. Don't want it, one of the snow games, but. At UCF would be ideal. So, and you want to see Disney World decorated with Christmas decorations. Well, that'd be Spencer, but yes. Uh, no games versus West Virginia, Cincy, <laughs> Iowa State, Kansas State is what I go with in year one, although I feel you on the Iowa State pairing that we're hearing. Five home, four road, seven yes. home games. Yeah. I want BYU in this business of seven or eight a year. Get ready for increased ticket prices, but you know what's awesome? Winning. Winning's the best, okay? There are sacrifices to be made. Christian Pulisic, took one below the belt for America, what are you doing for BYU, okay? Never more than two games away in a row, Uh, and then you get Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, all in promo in year one with no guarantee of what year two looks like, and again, I'm not super concerned about who's on the traditional rivalry week. Um, If BYU gets a rival, great. Like, Utah hasn't. They have Colorado in that last week. It's whatever. But uh, I'm excited. Honestly... Unless uh, BYU is playing three road games in a row or doesn't get Texas and Oklahoma at all or something like that, or they have to go to West Virginia at Cincy at UCF, unless they have something sort of extreme in one of those regards, I'm going to like this schedule yes. almost no matter what. Yes. yes. And, and, and the first thing I'm going to look at, Chip, is how many home games BYU has. Is it a five or a four? Because that dictates is it six or seven home games. The more home games, the better. The goal for BYU next year is at least 2-1 non-con, at least 4-5 in conference, at least 6-6 six and, six and make a bowl. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We don't know who the main running back's going to be. Perhaps it is Miles Davis and Hinkley Ropati, but I think BYU goes to the transfer portal to add to that group. We've seen that this year. They've needed four dudes to get to seven wins. I'm excited, um, and I'm more excited about that than who the bowl opponent is. Uh, yeah, it's, that that is that is not even close that, to the uh, excitement of yes. this first schedule.
1: See now here's here's I'm going under the assumption, and maybe I'm not sure why I am. I'm going under the assumption that the four new schools probably aren't going to get both Texas and Oklahoma in the same year. I think what they're probably going to do mm-hmm. is save Texas and Oklahoma to be able to play. The teams that were in the Big 12 that kind of want their pound of flesh, you know what I mean? Like they want to make sure that they get both of them this year and next year. I think that eliminates the fact that the four new schools, I think you're getting one one year and the other one the other year. That's kind of why I went with Texas in this, Mm. and you're getting Oklahoma next year. I don't know. I I think they want the teams that have been around Texas and Oklahoma to have more cracks at playing them before they leave
0: than giving – both of them, to one of the new schools early. How P and v, petty and vindictive, will they be? Because if they're super petty and vindictive, they will send them to the four on the road. Four of those uh, five would be those, those new games. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. We, we will see what happens there. Um, okay, so uh, we have, we have uh, learned and asked the league about you know, when we might see the schedule, just wondering. We were told this, uh, that it may, it may be mid-December. So the conversation of uh, perhaps December 1st is based on Dave McCann talking to Tom Homo saying, hey, we're going to be ready by December 1st for this. But we've been told, this just in, that it may be by mid-December. So we'll see. So it So within like the next couple the of next weeks. two weeks, uh, perhaps. What
1: do you think the holdup is?
0: I don't know. Just... Making sure they because they have two things to figure out here. One is what do we do the first two years, and then what do we do after that? Right. Um, because they have fourteen teams for two years with Texas and Oklahoma in the league, and then they so they have to figure out what is the rotation. They, there's no anticipation of divisions, as Brett Yormark said. We're not going to have divisions. So what does that mean in scheduling? Because while you don't have divisions in conference standings, you certainly have a strategy as to why uh, these teams are playing these teams and what the rotation will be. And that's understood in other leagues is, okay, you play everyone from your division, then you play these guys right. this year, and, then, and is it home road and how? So, yeah, the, I, I don't know. That's what I'm. All right, let's move on to topic two. BYU
1: basketball dominated Westminster last night by 30. And let's be honest, if you watched the game, it wasn't even that close. Um, game up in Salt Lake City at Vivint Arena, BYU – has done very, very well on the home court of the Utah Jazz. But what was the bigger news from last night? We already talked about the 19 threes for BYU setting a program record. Is it that or the fact that we got a little bit of an update on Spencer Johnson's injury? He thinks he's going to play Saturday, according to Coach Pope. Uh, and In fact, let's actually listen to that. This is, uh, this is Coach Pope talking about Spencer Johnson's injury. You mentioned Spencer obviously missed his second straight game. You had said probably out a couple of weeks. Is that what it's looking like? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's, uh, yeah. I mean, he's convinced he's going to be
0: back on Saturday. So we'll see. So.
1: What's the bigger story for you out of the game last night? Is it the program record 19 threes, or is it the update on Spencer Johnson and whether his, he'll be here with this team for the next couple of weeks?
0: Spencer Johnson feels like this could be a couple of weeks, um, and hopefully it's not uh, an extended amount of, of weeks, right? Like a, like a four to six would be tough. If it's like a two or three, that's different. But if this bleeds into conference play, that's tough. Uh, Mark Pope has said Spencer Johnson's been our best player on offense and defense, and he called it a jolt to the system. To not have him, the last two games BYU has won without him. Certainly, the Dayton win very different than Westminster. I, I, the 19 threes against Westminster, awesome. Two years ago, BYU made 18. That was tied for the uh, uh, program record yeah. um, from 2020. So, I, yeah, it's Spencer Johnson. Th- this is a guy who became a starter, has scored 17 and 18 in two different games, uh, which are career highs for him. And as Mark Pope mentioned, best player on both sides of the ball. You, you saw the impact. Against Butler, where he goes out and they, they uh, make a comeback, but that was a game that BY was probably not going to win. And then against Dayton, they get down by 23. They're still adjusting to, okay, no Spencer Johnson. Who's, who's going to make a shot here? And then Gideon Jordan and Jackson Robinson and Noah Waterman have warmed up there. It's a, it's a big deal to not have Spencer Johnson. Now, again, our standard for this team isn't they have to make the tourney. We are wait and see with this group. And hopefully they grow and get better and and are interesting later and get some notable fun wins. So no Spencer Johnson's a big deal. Certainly that is the the bigger deal coming out of last night. But I like what we've seen the last two games from that guard line without him. I think there's some nice depth as BYU's gone 10 deep every game last night. They went to the 12th man, Traden Christensen, and 11th man, Tanner Toulson, for the first time. Yeah,
1: no, I agree with you that the bigger news is – the Spencer Johnson injury update. But I, I do want to quickly touch before I talk on that, I want to touch on the 193s. There's 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 one thing, look, nineteen threes is impressive and you can say, well look, it's against Westminster. You still have to make them. Whether whether they're giving you the shot or not, or or you're creating and putting yourself in a position where you have an open look, you still have to make those threes. And to make 19 threes in a game is quite remarkable. That's so, amazing. It, so it, onto the Spencer Johnson thing, that's definitely the bigger news. And look, we've seen this. It doesn't matter the sport. Teams in any sport can, for a game or two. You can make adjustments where you don't necessarily see things too much. Yeah. The longer it goes, that's where you start to feel those things uh, in terms of not having a player like Spencer Johnson. And I love what you said in, in referencing what Coach Pope mentioned in terms yes. of best player on both sides. It's not just what he brings you on offense. It's not just his ability to shoot. Good guard. He's, he's a good defender. Look, and he's, his his assists have been up this year as well. Mm-hmm. So he's a good facilitator. So have, not having him here – for a couple of weeks, maybe not until conference play begins. You know, that's 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 worrisome, but I am encouraged with what we've seen. No Waterman coming in the starting lineup has been really really good. And last they're night 2 and 0. Yes, they're 2 and 0 with yeah. him in the starting lineup. I will I will say this, whether it's realistic or not, I like the fact that Spencer Johnson is telling coach Pope I can be ready by Saturday. Now, whether that actually has any validity at all and is is probable or not, I love the fact that he feels He could probably go out there. That, at least I would think, gives everybody hope that maybe it's not too serious. But I think you go in sort of planning not to have him for the next couple of weeks. And the good news is, outside. so last night, Saturday, and then the game in Vegas. Outside of that, BYU between now and the 29th, every game's in the state of Utah. Yeah, And, and most of them are at home.
0: Nine of the 13, yeah. three in the Bahamas. They only have one that isn't Yes, the, until conference yeah. play. The only so, true road, Dakota, road game outside. UVU, yes. you don't need Spencer Johnson, although UVU is a revenge game. Uh, Creighton is number seven in the country, and that is December 10th, next Saturday. Yeah. So
1: between that, now and the 29th, BYU is playing one game outside of the
0: state of Utah. Take, nice. advantage, take advantage Take of hey, that. Hey, uh, BYU called St. Mary's and said, oh, is that how you do it? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Although they didn't go to the Bahamas. Well played. That was a tough one. Let's hear from you and Voice of the Nation. Our question of the day is this. What matters the most to you in BYU's first Big 12 football schedule? Again, we reached out to the league. They said there's not a date per se of the release of the schedule. Maybe uh, mid-December. We'll see. So we anticipate in the next couple of weeks. At Roberts underscore MN. Meaningful games in November. Yeah. you to get those. Welcome to the meaningful games in November era of BYU football. Caleb McKay. Getting big home games. I want to see OU and Texas in Provo before they leave for the SEC. That's my request with the first two years, is I would love to have Texas and Oklahoma in Provo once. Obviously not going to happen twice. Right. But I don't care if it's next year. Um, I just want it the next two years sometime. That would be great. All right,
1: join us for BYU basketball with Mark Pope this week as Coach Pope recaps the Westminster game with Greg Rubell and looks ahead to South Dakota on Saturday also at Vivint Arena. You can watch that today, 8.30 Eastern time on the BYU TV app.
0: And coming up, Hinkley Ropati has a touchdown in two of the last three games. He's in studio joining us next to talk about the Stanford game, the bowl game, Big 12 schedule, all of that. This is BYU Sportsnet. Can I have that jacket?
3: By bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Yeah, I ran the chuff right back. I ran the chuff right back. Yeah, yeah. I ran the chuff right back. I ran the chuff right back. Yeah, yeah. I ran the chuff right back. Oh, I ran the chuff right back. Go, oh.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, Jerem Jordan alongside Shep. Uh, it took a sec, but Hinkley Ropati has become this touchdown machine. Two in the last three. Especially from distance, 40 plus is what he's been doing. We welcome in inside the studio being BYU Sports Nation. Welcome to the show, man. You, I, I think you've have you been on the show before, but not in the studio. First time, right?
2: Yeah, I've I've been in the, in the studio for like a like a Halloween segment that we did for the haunted. That's House. right. Yeah. yeah, I think was it like two years ago or was it last year? But other than that, yeah, this is probably like my second time I've ever being. Well, good to have you, man. Appreciate uh, you guys for having uh, me. Yeah. Man.
0: <laughs> Congratulations on getting engaged a couple weeks ago, to uh, Taylor
2: For sure. That's that's probably been the the biggest highlight of my well, past month now, so it's, it's been exciting. I was, I was going to say
0: that or a couple of touchdowns there, <laughs> yeah. but you answered the question, and probably correctly, right? Um, uh, what was more stressful, the, the engagement, like preparing
1: how you're going to do it, or preparing for a big game?
2: The engagement for sure. I think I've, I've talked about this with her a lot of times, uh, especially the week leading up to it, you know, super stressful. Just the fact that I just we wanted to surprise her. And she knew that, um, or she wanted uh, her whole family to be there. So just coordinating that and making sure she, because she's a smart girl. So it's hard to, you know, you know get things past her. And so <laughs> I, don't, I like to think that I surprised her, but, you know, um, I wouldn't put it past her. that she, she probably figured it out, but that was pretty stressful.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. It was like worth 10 touchdowns probably, which is uh, great. Most definitely. Okay, we're waiting on two things this week that are exciting. Okay. One is finding out the bowl that you're going
2: to play in yes, and the Big 12 schedule.
0: Uh, what are you more excited to find out this week?
2: Um, the next thing, which is the bowl. I mean, I, I think that's the one thing that we're all focused right now. So um, they gave us a couple of days off just to get our bodies right. But today we get right back to work. And so we're just excited to figure out who we play, where we play, and just to have another week to work with the boys and just have fun, you know.
1: Doesn't, isn't that really what it boils down to? I mean, I, it, it does us no good, us in the media, because we always ask, who do you want to play? Who would you like? Nobody's ever going to answer that. in Georgia. Nobody in Nobody <laughs> wants to be bulletin board material that you wanted a certain team or you didn't <laughs> want a certain team. But that's really what it boils down to. You yeah. guys get extra practices. Exactly. You guys have an extra time to be together as
2: a team. Yeah. And that stuff's invaluable, isn't it? No, most definitely. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing that we look forward to, is just having another week, another uh what's that called weeks of practice just to be able to be together you know enjoy time together because honestly that's that's probably the, be- the best part about football you know being with the boys and so yeah we're looking forward to it for sure
0: we're talking to junior running back Hinkley Ropati on BYU Sports Nation what matters to you in a bowl game location aka weather the team you play the swag the bowl <laughs> itself
2: uh yeah I mean like I said before I I, I feel like Oh, that's great! You know, obviously the bowl gifts—we look forward to that. You know, early Christmas—who doesn't? Um, do you re-gift? What was that? Do you re-gift? Sometimes, sometimes, you but for, can. The part, it's okay. for the most part, for the most part, I I do like the gifts that I. The, yeah, but that you I can't
1: gave. re-gift it to a teammate because they know that that was <laughs> they a gift. You know, the bowl you gift. Ain't Giving it to
2: a teammate. Come on. <laughs> that's true. No, but for the for the most part, I think that the biggest part, or the best part about um, the bowl game is really just having another week. I mean, you go out there a week in advance, and we just kick it you know what I mean we have practice things like that but really you just you get to get to know your teammates even more you you get closer and you know those bonds are they they last a lifetime so we look forward to those
1: look it goes without saying that the more involved you are the more fun you're going to have the fact that you've been able to see the field a lot more in the last couple of games how much more fun are you having right now
2: oh yeah I mean yeah I mean I I do feel like that is true you know you, you definitely feel like you're having more fun but even before then it's like I said just being just being part of the program and, and being with the team and making those memories, yeah, that, I mean, th- that's always fun, you know. And so, obviously, with an increased out, you know, due to injuries and things like that, it's just a matter of just stepping up and, you know, helping your boys, you know, obviously helping the team do whatever it is that we need to do to win, so, yeah.
0: How do you stay ready? Because we didn't see you a lot the first part of the season, but then certainly in the Boise State and Stanford games, you had a big role.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, the coaches had a huge part of of making sure that you know we're we're staying mentally locked in you know what i mean and no matter what your role is coach uh, kalani always talks about maximizing your role um and making sure that you love your role but you do all you can to maximize it you know what i mean and, and try to do more and so i feel like the biggest thing was just 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 always being in the moment um i always felt like yeah when, even when things are not going your way or whatever it, is, it may be you know just just enjoy the moment you know because it's not every day there's, I always think about there's plenty of kids that are out there, you know, who would love to be in our position and love to do what we're doing. And so just to be here is it's a blessing in itself. So,
1: How would you describe this season? You talked about, you know, even when things aren't going well, you sort of had some, a great start, you had the lull in the middle, you end on a three-game winning streak in the regular season. Take me through what this season has been like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody knows, obviously, like you stated, you know, we started really well, had a little drought in the middle, and now we're, we're, and we're trying to end on a good note. Um, but uh obviously it's not what we expected you know as a team um and the rest of the boys um but at the same time uh i feel like the the biggest thing that we're just trying to just enjoy it you know and and just just live in the moment with each other you know i I feel like this this season obviously hasn't gone the way we we, we would like it to um but like i told you guys before like the biggest thing is just enjoying the time that we have together and knowing that these these times are precious you know we're making memories and so just just going out there and Obviously, winning is a lot better than losing, so we're just trying to do more of that, but,
1: but yeah. Okay, I want to I throw something to you. I was not planning on doing this, but I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity. Yeah. I have, a, I have a, I don't know if it's a nickname, but I, I want to get your take on something. <laughs> you, you, score, you, you, you scored a touchdown, Stanford, okay? Exactly. So, on, on social media, I put out, Hinkley Ropati D. Do you like that? <laughs> do you, is, that is that acceptable? Am I allowed to keep using that?
2: You guys can use whatever it is you want, but I, I I'm getting a sense gotta,
1: you're not a big fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can be honest. You can be honest. Rapati D?
2: Huh? I mean, R- Rapati, I, I love my last name, so I think Rapati's just fine, but I, I think what you guys got to give credit to is the O line, man. You, you got to go to find the <laughs> Look at this guy. He's so selfless. Every
0: answer is perfect. Uh, yeah. Hinkley, that's great. It's your, By the way, are you named after Gordon B. Hinkley, or is it somebody in your yes, family? Sir. Yes, sir. You're so, named yeah. after Gordon so B. So my
2: dad, yeah. So actually, my older brother, his name is Ezra. So, and then I'm Hinkley, and then my younger brother's Monson. There you oh, go. Wow. You can see, yeah. So. Thomas
0: says, "How about that?
2: <laughs> boom, boom, so my, boom." my dad named us after prophets. Um, That's for cool. obvious reasons, you know, uh, uh, people that he wants us to obviously emulate and be like, you know, and so.
0: Hey, I'm named after a prophet, too, man. Yeah.
2: Fifteen whole verses. Yes, sir. <laughs> 15, smallest book in the Book
0: of Mormon. I'll take it. I love that. That's cool. And everybody loves Gordon B. Hinckley. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, let's talk about uh, Stanford in a sec, but I wanted to ask you about the Big 12 schedule. Certainly, there are four teams you won't play. Are you hoping for a certain team at home or
2: in the opener or in the rivalry week? Do you, do you care? Um, no, I, I don't think I really, really care which team we play. Um, but obviously there are teams that we, we already have history with, um, for example, like Baylor. And would I, you like to see Baylor on and, the schedule? And, and I, think, I think Baylor is, is, is a fun team to, you know, to play in. I think it's a great atmosphere to play in as well. And so I, w- I would love to be able to you know, go against those guys. And I mean, they're a great team, great program. Um, and so, But other than that, yeah, I mean, shoot, I, I don't think it really matters who we play. We're just excited to be part of a, a great a great conference and be able to compete at, at a high level with them so
0: but texas and
2: oklahoma in the
1: <laughs> next texas two years oklahoma, got to get yeah, them yeah, at least awesome, once right? at least once. on that'd no, be for fun sure.
2: i'd love to have them in pro no for sure
1: <laughs> do you go into the off season with obviously with with changes coming and guys moving on with the program especially at the running back position do you go in kind of the mindset i'm rb1 heading into the off season
2: um i think the mindset is still the same um whatever it is i just gotta make sure i do whatever i can do to re-prepare for Whatever opportunities I get, you know what I mean. Um, and so I think the mindset is still the same: is to come back stronger, faster, more explosive, to be able to make more plays for whenever my number gets called. So
1: what, what's what's the uh,
2: the running back room been like this year? T-
1: take fans into there and yeah. and what it's like to, to hang out as that group.
2: Oh man, it's it's awesome. I, I like to think that we have the most close knit um, um, unit in the in the whole team. Um, I mean, starting with guys like uh, our you know the seniors in our in our in our room like. Lopini and 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 CB, uh, Chris Brooks, you know, and th- and those guys are are amazing. You know what I mean? Those guys are awesome dudes, and to, for them to lead our room, and it's it's been really big for us this season. You know, they they've set the tone on um, the expectation and the way that we prepare and things like that. And so, and then it goes from from those guys to you know guys like Miles and and Mason Fakahua and all those guys in there. Enoch um, Bo, um, I feel like everybody in that in that room are just dogs. Like <laughs> everybody in there is is. They they got their head on screwed on right, you know. They come in they come in every single day preparing like they're gonna be the guy that's gonna play. And I think that's that's something that's really important for for our room.
0: Have you seen that video of the high school kid before a season who's talking about his <laughs> yes. teammates? Where he goes, oh, Hinkle, Putty, dog,
2: dog, dog. <laughs> dog. Miles yeah, Miles Davis, dog. The same same exact thing. Yeah, Everybody customer. is dogs, <laughs> dog. Dog. <man. laughs> yeah,
0: I love that. Um, let's talk about Stanford. Was the game plan, hey, we're gonna rush the ball a ton, or did it become that in the game because 358 is a crazy number.
2: No, most definitely. Um, A-Rod already had that, you know, set in stone as a game plan going into the game. Um, And so, um, I mean, as you saw, the O-line just dominated, you know, dominated the trenches. And, I mean, you know, the rest of us just kind of did what we need need to do. They opened up the gaps. And so, yeah, I mean, that that was originally the plan going into the game, that we're just going to play our style of football, you know hard-nosed hard football and physical football, and that's exactly what we did.
0: Kind of fun to do that to Stanford, who's kind of known for that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you do this, well, well just wait. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that was that was. No, fun most
2: definitely, no, for sure.
0: What
1: do you feel is the most important thing, whether it's for you personally, the team in general, as you guys now have, you wait for the bowl game, you have one more game, and then it really is the offseason. What, what do you feel is the most important thing for, for this team to do in the offseason to get ready for next year?
2: Um, to be completely honest, like, I can't even think about the offseason just because we still got the bowl game, you yeah. know. And so, he's,
0: he's been ramping down from the engagement, <laughs> let alone yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those so, details,
2: yeah. I mean, coaches also talked about, like, having a one and no mentality, you know. And so every week is a new week. So we still have the, the bowl game to, to worry about. And I think that's our biggest thing is prepping for the bowl game so that we can, you know, obviously go out there and put out a very domina- dominating performance so that we can carry that momentum into the off season you know pre- prepare us mentally physically to for the next season and so i think that's the biggest thing just just winning out the season um having fun doing so and just carry that momentum into the into the off season to obviously prepare for the next year so
0: well thanks for coming on the show let's off give you some BOA sports nation karma some good luck for uh, <laughs> the the season finals coming up in a couple of weeks a bowl sure. game and whatnot so Hinkley Ropati D. Thanks for being on the show, man. I'm not going to use it anymore. I, I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I,
1: you were very kind, but I saw you, you were not into it. So <laughs> no, Ropati i I'm, I'm, I'm putting it to bed. Like, Thanks, uh, I appreciate
2: you guys Hinkley, for having man. me.
1: All right, BYU basketball is back to work on Saturday as they play South Dakota at Vivint Arena. Watch the game on BYU TV or the BYU TV app. Coverage begins 2:30 Eastern Time with BYU Sports Nation Game Day.
0: And coming up, a loaded whip Saturday. It's going to be fun and uh, with kind of coup cool on the Jets who plays first Kai or Zach this is BYU Sports Nation BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU
1: Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok.
0: He is Shep. I am Jerem. Let's whip it, y'all. Google Whip Around is presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. All right. Kind of
1: cool. Back with the New York Jets. Yeah. Starting with the practice squad. Will he play in a Jets game before Zach Wilson?
0: Gulp. Uh, Zach, it may be a minute. Mike White had a really nice... Game against the. I'm a, I'm a
1: bit tired, though, of my essentially calling him the next Tom Brady because he passed for over 300 yards.
0: I was going to say game. Joe Montana, but uh,
1: no. They're a little overboard on. he's who's the called? guy now? Well, he is the guy. Now no, but what I mean, but like, he's not. Like, he's let's not forget the about league. the everything we saw out of the number two overall pick, that Mike White, our fifth round pick, who's been here and we've seen him for a couple seasons. He's now the. I, I'm look. I'm not a. I'm not a Zach apologist. But the the Mike White love nationally after that game was pretty nauseating.
0: That's about as defensive as the Jets have been on the field, which has been really defensive. Um, yeah, it might be Kai. Depends on their needs at that position. But Zach's not a, gonna get a shot for a couple of weeks here. No, Perhaps I, I, yes, the rest I agree. Of the year, you. I don't know. They have the second half. I still think I still think Zach gets in before Kai does
1: because obviously, you know, I I, I I'm I, not sure, dude. I think. Depends on injuries. It's, I think when, as the season goes on, he's going to get another
0: shot. It's too much invested in him to not give him another shot. It's production based. If Mike White produces, Zach ain't coming in. What Zach needs is for Mike White to stink. That's he's, it. That's his shot. He has he has played well in all the games he's gotten into. It, I was just because Mike White <laughs> is the next Steve Young. I said just no one.
1: the. Over the top stuff about
0: Mike White. After that, I just thought it was a I, little, I think this, little too much. This, okay, the second pick thing with Zach doesn't matter now. It's just whether you're producing him. It. it does when you realize
1: how much you're giving him in, in money and signing bonus.
0: 23 is guaranteed. It's over. I know. That's, I there's understand. nothing it you goes do against it.
1: your cap, and you don't want dead money on your cap.
0: But you don't want dead production. Uh, no,
1: mean, I agree. That I agree. is more... Look, and I'm not a Jets yeah. fan, so at the end of the day, I don't really care. You sound like one. But I, was just, I just got so sick of all the Mike White, like, just, oh, he's the answer. He's always been... No, he's and not.
0: Because no one's thrown for 303 <laughs> against the Bears ever. With last night's win against Westminster, BYU is now 4-0 under Mark Pope at Vivint Arena, the home of the Utah Jazz and Jason Shepard. Should BYU play all its games there now? Uh, Just n- done with the Marriott Center. No. Move to Vivant.
1: No, because I like the convenience <laughs> of us being right next to the Marriott Center. That is nice. So, for, for selfish reasons, yeah. I'm going to say stay here in Provo.
0: Getting defensive about Zach, <laughs> selfish reasons. Um, no, but I, I would love more uh, big games. Unfortunately, BYU, you know, they did what they had to do with Christmas around the world, taking over the Marriott Center. You got Westminster and South Dakota. We've seen some awesome games up there. Arizona, Michigan State, Oklahoma State over the last 20 years. It's fun. It's fun to have that type of environment. Even Utah State, who's who's probably better than BYU this year at this point. That would have been a, a, a fun game. I'd love to see a fun game like that again up there put up 19 against utah state yeah westminster south dakota not doing it for 19 threes Mm -hmm. all right byu
1: has now had more threes than turnovers in two straight games how many games this season do you think byu will make more threes than have turnovers
0: well do we think that byu is going to have like 10 turnover games somewhat consistently and make 10 plus threes because if that's the case i can anticipate three to five more um but realistically i'm gonna say it's gonna have like twice
1: and see i i figured three or four I, i think three or four is and the good news is with the turnovers is, is you know, we just mentioned, they're trending down and that's good. Yeah. That's really, really good because the beginning of the year, through the first two games they were averaging 22.
0: Yeah, it was bad. They've gone 20 plus three times. Um, yeah. Okay, how awesome is Saturday going to be with the USA Netherlands? Yeah, Christian Pulisic in the round of 16 and all the college football conference championship games besides the Pac-12 in front. Um, and BYU South Dakota. Let's assume that's a work thing.
1: Okay, uh, it's going to be awesome. Look, the more high-profile things that matter, events, I'm in one day. I'm going to
0: take. So it's going to be awesome. I am the happiest man in the land. A rhyme about half rhyme about the United States playing early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, nothing sounds good. Nope, we're good. We're good. It's not about us, but kind of. But kind of is. All right, after defeating
1: uh, Iran, Thank you. I, had Thank you I had to think about it, I had to think about it. Tyler Adams, actually uh, pronounced e- eliminated. Yeah, so after beating Iran 1-0 Thank to advance know. to the knockout stage, is the U.S. men's national team now playing with house money at the World Cup? Do you still like Everton, by the way? He's still sure. in on the, the other blues? I got asked about that last night. I got asked. Someone asked you about liking Everton. It was it was uh, Aaron Bailey from the women's soccer. She's like, do you have a do you have a Premier League team like? Oh, she didn't know. No, that, no, no. Oh, but yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of gone with Everton yeah. mostly because their color is blue.
0: We need to just say you have a like, Burnley, dude. Um, Shout-out to the BYU women's soccer who were yeah. there last night, and BYU baseball was there last night, yeah, too. Yeah, hey, there you go, all the way up to Salt Lake. Yes, they're playing with house money. You had to get out of the group. If you get past, uh, you know, the Netherlands in round 16, awesome. There is an opportunity here for the U.S. to make a little bit of a run like they did in 0-2, get to the quarters. Um, yeah, at the end of the – look, you, you needed – you, you could not lose that game yesterday. No, that would have been or, you, you could not have done
1: that. So, I That's think at win. this point, now you're – now it's like gravy, house money, gravy, whatever you want well, to say. the gravy is
0: necessary to me, depending on the dryness of the potatoes. But that's a whole other okay. subject, okay? But yes, they're playing with house money, in my opinion. Last but not least, BYU basketball, former BYU basketball player, current Idaho State basketball player, Colby Lee introduced a f- new free throw routine. He catches and then goes quick float. Wait, did he get? Pa-
4: yeah, look it at was this. A pass.
0: This hey. is incredible. What do you think? Uh, look,
1: it's all about the result. Wow. It's all about the results. It Doesn't so, matter what it looks like the, if it goes the in. That's got all that cares.
0: Which is awesome. That's new. You, so you're saying, you, you're saying, if they did Granny style, it would be fine. Look, as long as it goes in, Rick Barry.
1: He's gonna say, Rick Barry, Hall of Famer, shot the Granny shot and shot a high percentage. He's in the Hall of Fame. I'm gonna say it's okay.
0: Okay, next church ball game for you. I need to see a Granny shot from the limit.
1: Boy, I really got worked up about Mike White, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> you got real? That's That surprised me. I, I was like, are the cheerleaders going to come in and I do not, the defense? I, I did not realize that I had that much pent-up frustration I, on Mike White. I,
0: we all love our boy
1: Zach. Yeah. We want Zach in there. Right. Watch this week's AFR. They will not talk about Mike White. Or any other <laughs> BYU TV sports content on demand. Just go to BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app.
0: Can you imagine if that happened with Taysom Hill? David Nixon's got to talk about it. <laughs> It hasn't though. And uh, coming up on deck, the latest deep blue featuring BYU cornerbacks coach Gernaro Guilford on his impact on his players at BYU and his experience having been kicked out of school. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU
1: Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
0: Welcome back to Mike White Sports Nation. Uh, <laughs> Jason Shepard along. So random. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why I was so worked up about Mike White. Because we love Zatch. But that's not um, even, it's not
1: even about that. It just rubbed me the wrong way how
0: every ESPN show. You're tired show. from a long night at Vivint Yes, I, I guess. Well, BYU cornerbacks coach Jernaro Guilford has overcome getting kicked out of school here, only to return not once but twice now as a coach as he continues to cha- change young men's lives like his was in Provo as a player. Here is his deep blue.
3: Our team message is love and learning, but some people think it's like love, like soft love. No, I mean, it's like football. If you don't genuinely love the game, you won't be successful.
0: He's living his life and his career with with the purpose of uh, being a father and a football coach, and I think those
3: things are just so closely related. When all the players are around him, the, the way that they interact, the way that he's able to hold them accountable but still keep things lighthearted, he really is a father figure to those to all those all these kids while they're away from home. You're depending on other other people on that team in that locker room to do their job, to do to do what they're supposed to do, just just like family.
4: It's gonna be like a tough love. It's not going to be, you know, I'm doing this to punish you. I'm doing this because I love you, and I want you to take this with you now, and I want you to have it for the rest of your life.
3: Those are things that made me what I am today.
5: Coach Lavelle came for the visit to talk to General and myself, the request for him to attend BYU. Of course, we did have questions because it was a Mormon school.
3: As I was going to sleep the night, the night before signing day, you know, my mom was just like, um, "Well, you know where I want you to go. I've I've already thought about it, prayed on it." As soon as she told me that, I knew, I knew I knew where I was going.
5: You should have seen that grin on his face, cause he could play football then with his little number on it and that. So,
3: March of 2000. I had asked our equipment guy for some shirts to send back home to a lot of my friends because they, you know, they they were like, "Man, you know, you you made it. You're at BYU. Send some shirts." I was told no. So honestly, me and my friend went back. We were in the locker room, took some shirts and gloves and everything like that. End up getting caught, getting in trouble. So I ended up getting kicked out of school for for a year. So I had to go home. Uh, go to L.A., go to a junior college.
4: Sometimes the best lessons are learned from, by experience, you know, you can only tell your kids, you can only tell your players so much. Sometimes they may have to learn on their own.
3: And my mom, you know, the woman, the woman that she is, you know, it, it, she's like, Nah, first off, you you went and you and you embarrassed the family. No, you ain't transferred nowhere. You're going to take your butt back, make it right, and you're going you're gonna to get your degree and you're going to finish there. I definitely tell all my players that I recruit, my experiences, what I've been through, things that I did, and just just tell them like, your decision for for 50 seconds can definitely ruin your life for 50 years. So just be smart.
4: When I met Jannero, he was working at Big Five. I knew that he was really a big football guy. He talked about it. He watched it. But him being at Big Five, I kind of knew like this is not where he wants to be.
3: I had two or three meniscus knee surgeries here when I was when I was at BYU, um, which kind of put me back a little bit. So I ended up going free agent um, to 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 Seattle. I was there spring throughout the summer, um, and then a week. A week before the first game, I got released, and my agent was like, "Man, just just keep trying to just keep training, and we'll just get you somewhere," you know. But I, honestly, at that point, man, my body wouldn't allow me to.
5: I know it hurted his heart. I I know he cried. I didn't see him, but I know he did because that was his thing. I'm in the NFL. The family was so happy. Very first one.
3: That that was my dream, my goals, my aspirations. That was the reason I came to BYU. It wasn't for a degree, even though I had my degree, that was like the last thing in my mind. You know, I I can, I mean, I could have went and got jobs, but honestly, I was just, I I was so frustrated. It was like everything I dreamed of growing up was gone at the drop of a dime. Honestly, I I went through depression, honestly, probably, I want to say two or three years. I hit rock bottom. I mean, I didn't have nothing else.
5: And I probably told him, OK, well, you're going to have to get out and do something.
3: I started at the, the Big Five corporate store in El Segundo.
4: He worked hard just the same as he would any other job. But Gennaro is very resilient, and he will go through the mud to get to where he needs to be. I knew that this wasn't the end of the, the road for him.
3: She was asking me what, what I wanted to do. You know, I'm um, like, football is really is really all I, all I know. I mean, that's that's what that's what makes me happy. That's what that's what drives me. So you know, she she encouraged me to um, uh, take a GA role at a, at, a, at a Division three school, um, Whittier, and literally um, making 180 dollars a month.
4: So being a GA, they pay for your um, for your schooling. So you don't have to pay anything. You just coach, and then they'll pay for your schooling. But he had to take out loans to actually keep us afloat. I was working, but, you know, living in California.
5: (laughs) So Whittier proved to be very educational for him because he went back and received the master while he was coaching at Whittier.
3: It was a long blink, but in the blink of an eye, um, I found myself. back at BYU walking in LaVille Edwards Stadium. But at the end of the day, going from a athletic store, selling rifles and fishing equipment and shoes and unloading the trucks, four and five in the morning, I found myself back at the place who gave me an opportunity um, to earn a college degree and a chance to take a step forward in life even though he was an outstanding player here he didn't come up through the business because
0: of his name he didn't come up through the business because he was a great player or played in the NFL he went back home to LA made a difference in, in young kids lives
3: the way that he grew up it wasn't easy but applying it to to the way he can lead these boys you know it's impressive life is short man you got to have fun if you, if you don't have fun in life then you're definitely just just missing out uh, because one day again we won't be here and All the time is is gonna catch up to everybody, so enjoy it while we can.
0: Nobody has a bad thing to say about Gennaro Guilford, and he's an amazing example of a guy who has every reason not to like BYU, but loves BYU, returned back here as a player to getting kicked out, as you mentioned, uh, stealing some clothes, came back as a coach, and he's been a fantastic hire for BYU in the secondary.
1: Well, and not only, if you're a player, Not only do you want your coach to be somebody that can coach you to do what you're doing on the field, but you want somebody that that you can relate to. And Gennaro is relatable to just about everybody. And I think that's why you don't hear anybody say anything bad about him. Everybody loves Gennaro because of who he is. It doesn't have to be anybody other than who he is. And people love him for it. He's great. He's a great
0: recruiter as well. Absolutely. If you want to see more Deep Blues, go to uh, BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app.
1: All right, BYU basketball back to work on Saturday, taking on South Dakota at Vivint Arena. Listen to the game on BYU Radio or the BYU Radio app. Coverage begins at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time
0: with Cougar Pre-Game Live. And a rise and shout-out to winning. The Pope's getting it done. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU
0: radio apps or listen to the podcast. While you're there, please subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, you can listen to Shep at one and a half speed if you want, You know, whatever. <laughs> Our question of the day, what matters most to you in BYU's first Big 12 football schedule, With which if you're just joining us, uh, we've learned at the earliest could be in mid-December, according to the Big 12, so not as soon as tomorrow, like perhaps, uh, was discussed. Preston P on Twitter. The home schedule is going to be an upgrade no matter what, but it would be nice to get either Oklahoma or Texas in Provo since they only have two years in the conference. Agreed. I think that's one of the main goals is, hey, it'd be great to have Texas and Oklahoma here before they leave. And I, I think you're
1: probably getting one one year, one the other. Now, whether or not both, you get them at home, remains to be seen. I think you're going to get at least one of them, and I would love it for it to be Texas. Hey,
0: we all do. Yes. That'd be great. Oklahoma, despite its struggles, still would be great. Yeah, getting either one would be fantastic. In response to uh, that question, our lead voice of the day is this, presented by PAX, (laughs) Healthcare Elevated, at Alec underscore Pope on Twitter. Oh, Pope, you say. More on that coming up. Excited to play the Blue Bloods of the conference, TCU, Kansas State, and Cincy. (laughs) Nice. It'll be good to have some cakewalks in there, too, against Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> Texas ain't no cakewalk, but I get the joke. It's, uh, it's, Oklahoma yes. this
1: year has been bad. Yeah, they, uh, they have taken a turn for
0: the worse. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Today's Rise and Shoutouts This is singular. presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. To the Popes, Mark wins his 150th game as a Division I coach, and his daughter Ella made a game-winning shot with 3.6 seconds left to beat Dayton. So it's the Popes taking down Dayton. All the Popes do is just beat Dayton. (laughs) Dayton, That's what they do. (laughs) That's what they do. It's what they do. So congratulations to them. Mark, four years at UVU and now three-plus years, fourth year at BYU, 150. Let's go. Our thanks to today's guest. Hinkley-Ropati. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This and
1: all of our shows on demand at BYUSN.com.
0: Apologies to uh, Brother Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. For Jason I, am Jerem. Shout-out to Jessica Chapman. Hey, we, okay, next thing on the docket, find out who the bowl opponent is. No later than Sunday. We'll Mid-December see. Mid-December for that one, too? <laughs> uh, that's when the game will be, Yep. Go kooks.